independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Chasing the dragon. You guys know what that means? It's a drug term. People at heroin talk about the dragon. They're chasing the dragon forever, looking for that first hide, that first oomph, that thing. Trump tried to do that last night. He's been chasing it ever since. The magic they had, the formula he had, 2015, 2016, the run-up, the whole nine yards, the escalator, all of that stuff, the anticipation. I was telling producer Phil before the show, I probably say it's close to 10 to 1. People reached out to me and said, oh, God, no, no, thanks. If last week had gone different and he wouldn't have swung and missed on a lot of candidates, maybe we're having a different conversation about this. But no, no, nope, nope, nope. I think we can all agree. And 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 I say this not because I have a hate for Trump that so many deranged people out there do. Think he had a lot of good ideas. Right? I can't blame him for the wall. He tried it every way, shape, or form, twist and turn to get something done. He was right about immigration. Right? Thought the economy was pretty damn good. Think we liked 170 to 250, depending on where you live in the country, gas, all of those things. Can't blame him on COVID. We can have a discussion about whether he did good things, bad things. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody did the judgment they thought was best for their state. But the reality is, at the end of the day, you're trying to capture something. Again. A magic again. And it ain't going to happen. It isn't. And for some people, they're going to be upset about it. But for a lot more people, they thought, you know what? Guy brought us some stuff. How do we take that and make it something? Right? How do we do that? Last night, you know what? I listened to a bit of it and I watched a bit of it. And that was until Fox and CNN are like, okay, we're done with this. We're, we're, we're moving on. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. Together, we will be taking on the most corrupt forces and entrenched interests imaginable. Our country is in a horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. Of the American people. Couldn't get it done. It just wasn't going to happen. And some people, you know what? I saw people last night that watched him. But I go back to this. I want everybody to understand this. Trump gave us a lot of good stuff. Again, the border, judges. I've always said that his legacy is going to be the judges. My entire lifetime, up until Trump, the courts have been pretty left. Right? So you've got that. The economy was good. We weren't in a ton of wars. You know, it was semi-stable for as unstable as he could be at times. It was all that stuff. I mean, he had some good, you know, energy, you know, independence, a lot of those things. Yeah. And he brought a message of fighting. But now you need somebody with discipline. You do. And for some people, that upsets them. It does. 
But the reality is, is they're going to be different choices. And he's trying to capture something that you're not going to capture again. So just listening to you, you wouldn't vote for him. Well, I just I honestly believe that we're going to have better choices, Brett. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, Donald Trump was the only candidate in 2016 who could have defeated Hillary Clinton. Uh, I saw that firsthand. And I, uh, after he won that Indiana primary, I never doubted that he was going to win. And uh, I chronicle that in my book. But you doubt um, it now. But I, I think uh, I think different times call for different leadership. And and in the days ahead, I, I just have heard all over the country from people who've stopped, expressed support and appreciation for the record of our administration uh, that uh, they, they want to see leadership that brings our country together while still fighting for all the things that have always made this country strong and, and prosperous. Yeah. Mike Pence. I go look at somebody like, not that I think Trump's anywhere near this, but Winston Churchill. Churchill was the right leader at the right time to get Britain through the war. But he was not a peacetime leader. His approval ratings at the time when they voted were through the roof, and yet he was ousted. Right person, right place at that time. Pence is right. Probably the only guy at that time that could have defeated Hillary Clinton. Polar opposites of each other in so many ways. Just not the right time anymore for him. And I go and look and I say, you know, he said we need different kind of leadership at this moment. I go back to here's a perfect example of throwing some sports out there. Doug Collins, great basketball coach. You know, he coached Pippen and Jordan and everybody and couldn't get it done. And then they brought in somebody who goes, all right, let me get you over the hump. Let me get you to the place that we need to be. A lot of times people who come up with great ideas aren't the ones that get those ideas out there in a way that you can expand the tent, mass consumerism, whatever it is. So he launched. But how long does it last? And I say that not because I'm trying to be mean. I'm just being honest. I'm a realist here. I am. Here's something that he should uh, think about today. Uh, Steven Schwarzman, CEO. And his biggest probable donor said, nah, we need a new generation of leaders. I'm done. I'm not supporting him. Ken Griffin, another billionaire donor, Citadel Hedge Fund. He praised the policies of Trump. But he endorsed DeSantis last week. Those kind of things. Trying to capture that lightning bottle, trying to reach back and do something. I heard Candace Owens say something this past week that I also found to be very true. Trump ran in 2015, 2016. He was having fun. Which was part of it. The jovial joking that wasn't what it seems to be so much anymore, which is anger. trying to catch that lightning in the bottle chasing that dragon and for some they'll they'll chase it with him but that sum is getting smaller because a lot of other people went to rehab and that happened last tuesday 323-538-2423 at chad benson show is your twitter 
tweet at us, text the program on other more important news at this point in time. There was a uh-oh. Video shows the aftermath of a missile strike in eastern Poland near Ukraine's border. The strike killing at least two Polish citizens. As world leaders were convening in Bali for the G20 summit, President Biden called an emergency meeting overnight. I'm going to make sure we figure out exactly what happened. Russia is denying responsibility. U.S. officials say initial findings suggest the missile was fired by Ukrainian forces at an incoming Russian missile. The president pledging full U.S. support for the investigation while condemning Russia's actions. Yeah, and that's really what it was. Uh, It was a yikes scenario where they were defending. And, you know, even due to the president of of Poland said, like, it's essentially it's an own goal. Use a soccer metaphor. We... uh, uh, they were trying to shoot down Russian missiles, and whether it was a split apart, redirected, whatever it was, it's it's an own goal situation. But it does point out the fragility, because I will tell you, Poland, for me, it was like, all right, let's do this. You're like, whoa, 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 Poland's itching for a bit of a fight. I think they look over and they thought, okay, Ukraine was our last buffer. These Soviet SOBs, because that's what they look at Russia and think, yeah, we're not doing this again. And we're looking at you too, Germany, because you guys have used us as punching bags for the last umpteen years. But they're also, again, soaking up the brunt of it, whether it's refugees and and many other things. But... Yeah, you bet you can't. He asked last night. They're going, what was this, Article 5 thing? Oh, my God. It says if one goes, we all got to go. What? 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 Ah, are you serious? I know. I. Oh, man. Luckily, it doesn't seem to be that situation. But it does show you the precariousness of the situation we're in. And how close something could tip. Like that. We're going to talk to Mike Lyons, our military analyst, at the bottom of the hour. Uh, talk about, you know, okay, what is going on? What are the steps? Like, what, is there a line? You know, is there a body count? Is there, is there you know, I mean, it, it, uh, what if it's an accident? I mean, there's going to be some stuff that, you know, we need to suss out here because we're close to, think about how close that border is. And we've also are seeing hundreds and hundreds of, of Russian conscripts, a.k.a. commoners, who are snatched off the, the streets, who a week ago were, you know, they're playing video games in their mom's basement, and they went to get, you know, some at Starbucks, or whatever they've got still left over there, uh, you know, or a librarian, and they're like, all right, now you shoot missile death way. You know, they have no idea what they're doing. And what about somebody's like, you know what, I'm over this. I just want to bring NATO into it. I'm just going to fire something over there, and if it hits a bunch of people and everybody gets pissed and brings NATO in this, we put an end to this thing, uh, I'm just done with it. Something to think about. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Hope all is well with you. A lot of stuff to get to today. Squeeze a bunch of it in. Again, Mike Lyon's going to join the program. It's Wednesday. We're going to get woke because we like to get woke. We got the Grammy nominations once again. Not nominated for a Grammy. And uh, we launched... Something very cool today. Nerds, space stuff. Be prepared. Be prepared. We're going to talk a little space nerd stuff coming up. By the way, speaking of awesome stuff, right? Speaking of nerdy stuff that turns out to be amazing. 
So those guys put it together over at Raycon. It's awesome. They're wireless earbuds. They're gaming headphones. They're speakers. You name it. They got tons of it. Premium sounds at prices that are awesome. They're not going to break the bank in this holiday season. Don't get caught in the hustle and bustle of frantic shopping. Give everybody what they want. Whether it's the gamer in your life, somebody's working out all the time, somebody's just an audiophile, wants to listen, whatever it is, they want premium audio. And this is a price that's not going to break the bank. You don't want to break the bank at all. No, Santa doesn't want that for you either. Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com slash chat. They've got bundles and they got site-wide deals. 20% off site-wide, 30% off bundles. Oh, love it. They also have buy now, pay later options. So go to buyraycon.com slash chat. Use code EARLYBF. When you do, anything site-wide, 20% off. But if you want to do a bundle, 30% off. That's early BF, like early Black Friday. This is what I want you to do. Buyraycon.com slash Chad now. Use that code. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio medium rare and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson. We are stressing it and testing it in ways that we will not do to a rocket that has a human crew on it. Uh, But that's the purpose, to make it as safe as possible, as reliable as possible, for when our astronauts crawl on board and go back to the moon. That's right. We sent up Artemis today. 26 days it's going to be up there. It's going to get up there and spin around the moon. Because why? Because we're going to go up there. Right, We're going to turn it into like a Greyhound station to shoot things off and set up a base and really get there before China does. That's kind of the big goal. So, uh, But this is the first step, and they're trying to make it so like, look, when we go up there, you know, they're trying to make space travel as easy as they possibly can and as safe as they possibly can, which is awesome. I'm excited. They're going to do a bunch of other things, right? Because... Again, the whole thing is we're going to set up a base, right? We're going to look at other moons and other planets. We're going to do all of these things. And and for those of you who don't understand, a lot of times the stuff that is a mistake or doesn't fit right benefits mankind. And then a lot of other stuff that works also benefits mankind. Plastics and things, you're like, oh, that's all, you know, these things all come from things like space, travel, astronauts putting them on the moon, thinking, how are we going to get there? We're building stuff. Hey, you know what? This may not work here, but this will work for... It's awesome. So they're going to do farming. They're going to try all kinds of stuff. I'm pumped about it. I love it. Because we're just talking about Trump and all this lunacy and all the things Russia... But think about this. We're firing off a rocket ship today. And the thing that always I just marvel at is the precision of these things. Once they take off, the understanding, the mathematics, and the precision. So, zero, you know, zero, 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 you know, hours, and boom, liftoff. How about this? Uh, Two hours, two minutes, 48 seconds. Upper stage separation burn. Seven hours, 51 minutes, 21 seconds. First trajectory correction burn. Like, to the precise second. Oh, that is awesome. I mean, that is, that's just, that is crazy awesome. So you got to love it. You got to love it. 
You do. So we're going to go up there and try stuff. 26 days. It'll splash down uh, from now in the Pacific Ocean. Unlike China, we'll probably know where it's going to end up. China, I'm looking at you guys. That's why we're going up there. You guys are making us go back up to the moon right now because we got to go do that because, you know, you guys can't be trusted. I'm just throwing it out there. It's because you're, you're xenophobic. Call me what you want. I'm just being honest. You know it and I know it. Ah, little iced tea. Coming up, my man, my clients, military analyst, a former retired major in the Army. Going to talk about what's going on. We haven't talked to him for a couple weeks about what's happening in Ukraine. The nightmare that almost took place because of friendly fire, own goal, whatever you want to call it. A couple people killed in Poland as some missiles or rockets or whatever hit some structures over there. But it does show you the semi-precariousness of where we're at right now. And winter is arriving. When we last talked to uh, Mike, Kherson hadn't been taken back by the Ukrainians. Is there a chance for us to get to the negotiating table? Try to help broker a deal with peace? Talk to him about that and so much more straight ahead. It's the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Poland's uh, Security and Defense Council, according to their government, has uh, convened an urgent meeting. We're also getting reports of Polish fighter jets potentially being scrambled. Yeah. Crazy news sitting there yesterday, you know, all oh, Trump's going to run and all the stuff. Still talking about midterms. Next thing you know, breaking news. Uh, some Polish people have been killed. Some missiles have hit some areas in Poland. Yikes! Uh, that's why we needed to scramble and get this guy. Joining us now is a retired major in the Army and our military analyst that has been working with us since, uh, I think, February on this, uh, Mike Lyons. And Mike, uh, it looks like it was friendly fire. It's an own goal, I think Duda said, the president of Poland. But the reality is, is the quickness and reaction by not just Poland, but even by the the powers that be when it comes to NATO uh, shows you how precarious this thing can can is and can get to a point where like, uh oh, are we going to do something? Yeah, no question. It's a tinderbox. And, and from the very beginning, I just felt that this was somewhat, you know, not not right. The fact that it wasn't really a military target. It was a very close to the border. We, we discovered it's less than five kilometers of the border. And if you if you see the way that the air defense platforms are arrayed inside of Ukraine, they're arrayed in depth. And uh, Russia, for the past 24 to 48 hours, has been firing hundreds of missiles inside those um, western cities in Lviv, for example, and, and looking for infrastructure, looking for the roads, looking to try to s- stop the material that's coming in from Poland and from uh, from Romania, and um, likely this is a chaser rocket that uh, was was close enough to the border, close enough to one of those targets there, blows up, and, and the debris falls on the other side. Unfortunately, kills two people on the other side in Poland. 
but it clearly wasn't a Russian target. I think from the very beginning, most military people should have seen that this is not the beginning of World War III. Yeah, which is good. But, you know, you got to tell the people around the world that as well, because as we all know, uh, panic spreads. And, you know, you see that, you know, something landed there. Uh, you think, uh-oh. And, you know, first thing I thought is it's an accident, even if it was a Russian you know, I mean, you've got a bunch of conscripts, you know, last week, again, I said earlier, you're in the library and you're going out to get a cup of coffee. Next thing you know, you're in Ukraine and they're like, OK, shoot the missile that way. So that's the other part is like I'm still waiting for that mistake that hasn't happened yet, but I feel like it's going to. Yeah, in fact, it's a surprise it's taken this long uh, as, it, as it approaches the the limits here with regard to um, Russian malfeasance and their just inability to control their own weapon system. So, so you're right. In some ways, we should have been talking about this months ago, and the mistake could have been a, a whole lot worse. This was just a short across the border. I mean, there are there are camps on the other side of that uh, that border inside of Poland that I know Americans are at, and they're marshalling equipment and they're doing a lot of things. There are clear military targets there if Russia wanted to attack them. So, I, you know, again, top to bottom, um, it's just more or less how this war has gone. It's, it's going to retreat back to now World War I. Russia has decided to retreat to the other side, to the eastern side of the Dnepro River, where they'll dig in knowing full well that uh, Ukraine doesn't have the capability to do any kind of river crossing offensive operation. And uh, it's going to be a very cold winter. And as they try to shut the lights out, you're going to see a lot more of the strategic bombing. Talking to Mike Lyons, military analyst, we talk about what's going on in Ukraine. Let's talk about that. Okay, so when we last spoke, uh, it was off a couple days, and we just missed each other. Uh, Hershon had not been in a position that it's in now, which is back in the hands of the Ukrainians. I saw several people say this is the worst thing that has happened to the Russian military since exiting Afghanistan. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think had they not retreated across that river, to protect those forces, you could have had 20,000, 30,000 troops surrender. I think we talked about that, and that would that would have been a complete disaster. At least he tries to preserve, uh, Putin in that case, tries to preserve some of his troops and tries to, uh, to do what he can to at least save them for the winter. The, you know, Russia's soldiers digging in is a lot better than trying to fight, because if they dig in, then uh, at least they're going to live to survive another day, and they'll, they'll do whatever they can. Um, I, you know, the United States has put pressure on Ukraine to try to come to a, a negotiation here before winter starts because they know how bad this is going to be, uh, but they won't do that still. I think the, 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 the issue is going to be Crimea and whether or not Ukraine will give up Crimea in total, which Russia is going to insist on, uh, and, and the fact that most of the people in Crimea are also supportive of the Russian government anyway to begin with, uh, but, uh, but the Ukraine government continues to fight on. So uh, let's talk about that, because the reality is, is, uh, you know, how much longer are we and how much more money are we going to throw at this? Uh, I think it's not just us, but I mean, we're the ones who are supporting 90 percent of it. And how much more can Poland and some of the surrounding countries do? And I hear Zelensky. And yes, he has been a great wartime leader. He's done stuff I think that people didn't expect a YouTube comedian who became their president to do. But, you know, how do we get him to go? All right, look, dude, you're. Most of these people are supporting the Russians, and we get it, but they're still your neighbors. Uh, so at some point, you're going to have to come up with something and give a little bit here so we can put an end to this. And, and the question is, what's that number? Because it's going to be a check. What's going to allow Zelensky to rebuild his government, and what's he going to look for? Because because 
if this thing goes through the winter and you'll you'll see a tremendous amount of death and destruction still take place in Ukraine, it's going to be all for nothing, given the fact that as in any wars, we could have stopped this sooner, got to a solution that that uh, that uh, we've all thought thought about already. And uh, we just didn't. So there'll be resentment on the side of some in, in Ukraine. I, the, the question just gets back to the areas in the Donbass region, which are up for negotiation right now. The Russians don't have any capability to take much more than that, except to launch cruise missiles into greater Ukraine. But uh, what part of those Donbass regions will they give up? I mean, here's on, on, on the surface was, again, on the other side of the of that Dnepro River really wasn't controlled before. It was a town taken by Russia. So they take it back, and that's the victory, which we should give them. But um, but the land bridge and the, the importance of that and Crimea to Russia is just such that that's, that's their Alamo. And I think that's the place where they stop and defend. And there's going to have to be some way that Ukraine admits that that's the fact that Russia's going to want to keep Crimea. Talking to Mike Lyons, military analyst, joins us to uh, talk about what's going on in Ukraine. Let's talk a bit about China as well. Uh, we met G20 the other day. Again, it was such a bizarre, awkward thing where Xi takes two steps and he makes Biden walk across the stage mm-hmm. to shake his hands because apparently back home in China, that's a win. For us, it's like, God, what a Richard. But at the other side of it, you know, mm-hmm. the the whole thing with Taiwan and it, it, it just seemed very uneasy. Like everybody knows this guy's just itching to get at Taiwan. I don't know where we stand because of this president, because, you know, he's telling everybody what, well, we respect him and we understand that it's two countries, one rule kind of thing. But at the same time, uh, if they attack, we'll attack. I, where are we with this? Didn't go as far as Neville Chamberlain moment, I don't think. You know, didn't come out and say peace in our time. But um, but the military, you know, again, Xi says one thing and China does something else. Um, there, there's going to be this great power competition here in the next decade. And the sooner we get our arms around that and recognize it, the, the better off we're all going to be. Uh, I was talking to some folks. They, they think in some ways we've already lost it. I, I don't think we're at that spot yet. I don't think we're there. But um, but if we don't get decent political leadership here in the next couple of years, at least from a foreign policy perspective, um, we're going to be well behind the eight ball. Now, again, when we say we're going to defend Taiwan, we're going to we're going to do what we can, similar to what we did in Ukraine. But we couldn't get there fast enough. And depending on what the Chinese do now, we're all banking on the Chinese military to operate just like Russia's doing right now, which is poorly uh, in poor equipment. But um, it just it's hard to say what 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 would actually happen. Uh, and whether the time zone has is has increased or not, you saw that um, that he's already said that it's going to take place in this generation. That that means that you know trying to take over Taiwan. I think the Taiwanese will fight. The question is though, again, what what does it do to the rest of the world? If, if that happens, that really puts the world global recession, given the fact the amount of semiconductors that come out of Taiwan alone, and the, and the amount of pr- production that, that that they do, and and how part of the supply chain that they are. Yeah, that's crazy. So this is something, and we were talking to several people yesterday about this. So NATO, here we are. If something would have happened, what? how do we get to the point where, okay, we got to invoke Article 5, and if something happens, say, mm-hmm. in Taiwan, and we have to get involved or something happens, does, or, I mean, are we, is everybody backing everybody up, or is this just a regional yeah. thing? So let's talk NATO. So Article 4 is basically saying we're going to have a meeting. We're going to have a meeting and talk about something that happened. So that, that might happen. I think that is, I think they're declaring it or, or, you know, one of the countries says, let's have a, let's have an Article 4. Let's have all the meeting of, you know, the North Atlantic Council and, and talk about what, what the issue is. And with 30 nations, that's a, kind of a big deal now. And so, I, I, you know, that's, that's what that is. Article 5 also doesn't mean that it's automatic war right away. It doesn't necessarily trigger 
that this is happening. Um, Article five means uh, basically three, three steps in the process. The first thing is a country says they want to declare Article five because they need help from other other countries. So the only time Article five has been ever declared before is the day after 9-11, the United States asking its other NATO allies for help in, in fighting the combat war on terror. But let's go back. So the first step, we ask other nations for help. The second step is then they have another meeting. And they determine whether, you know, what what, what happened and, and what's the result of it. And then they also decide at that point what they're going to do about it. And then the third step is they're going to, we're going to ask for volunteers to see who wants to get in the game and help. So you're, you're not necessarily obligated in, 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 a, in a kind of a weird way that, to, to say that you're going to all of a sudden be in on, on everything should should this happen. Um, and, and, the, and in this case, let's say Poland declares Article 5. I don't think they won't because from a political perspective, it, it really escalates things. But let's say they did. And, and they say, what, what are we going to do? And then the, if the last result is, well, the United States will send more you know, Patriot missiles. Well, then there you go. That's the end of it. And there's no you know, World War III that takes place. So, again, Article 5 doesn't mean World War III. Article 5 means we're going to talk about it. We're going to figure out what we're going to do. And then we're going to ask volunteers to help us do it. Okay. So, and that includes like if something happened in China and or whatever, we got semi-involved uh, for whatever reason that that we could ask for help and not necessarily meaning that they're going to get involved directly. So it's not just a, because I think a lot of people think it's, well, it's only in Europe if this happens. Well, that's a, you know, there's no other way a country is going to feel the need to help the United States if we decide to get into a shooting war with China, which would be you know, a really dumb thing to do. Now, if we're attacked or, you know, we could be attacked, we could, we could get support there. You know, some, some side of NATO could get, could get activated for that. But again, it's, it's a, it's a stretch to say that all of a sudden every NATO country would be all in with hundreds of thousands of troops and, you know, to go fight this war. So, um, so no, I, I don't think that um, that's, that's a given that they would necessarily support us with troops. It just depends on whether we would declare Article 5 if we would have other NATO countries get involved or not. You know Australia would help, obviously Japan. You know, we, we've got kind of a separate Pacific alliance with those countries there, South Korea, Australia, Japan, that the United States would rely on first and foremost before I think it decided to invoke an Article 5 for anything in the Pacific. Crazy, crazy indeed, and you always keep us up to date. Yep. You're the man, the best in the biz. Mike Lyons, uh, retired major in, in the Army, and of course, uh, our military analyst. Thank you for service as always, brother. You have a great one, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Chad. Talk soon. Thanks. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Because, yeah, like, so Article 5, like, I think a lot of us thought, well, if one goes, all goes. Well, it's not all for one, one for all. It's like, okay, look, we'll help you out, but here, here's some horses. That's all we got. We're Romania. I don't know why you guys invite us in this group. <laughs> whatever hungry here you want some stuff this is all we got we got baskets we're like oh, okay this is this is awful right so but you know again i think what we're talking article five and we're talking at one for we're, we're looking at the countries like great britain right we're looking at the uk you know britain are you guys getting involved in this right we're looking over at france and the countries that you know this look we're fighting all for the same cause here some of the other ones, eh, they may not like you. But would you turn us down? That's the other side of it. Are you going to, well, remember that. You know, it's like your mom. Okay, well, you go out and have fun tonight. I'll remember that. Your birthday's tomorrow. Have fun. I think America would do that. I'm just saying. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show, Twitter. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Love my Rough Greens. Give it to my dog every single day. I promise I'll take a picture tonight and I'll post it because everybody always asks, is Doodle real? Doodle is very real uh, and he's very much alive. 
And it's awesome to see the fact that he's still bouncing around. And I love my animals. You guys hear me talking about my lizards and everything else. I do. I love my animals. Uh, and they're greatest stress relief for me. And it's just, it's just awesome that I can still see my dogs bouncing around and being happy. And if you love your animals like I do, the Canine Vita Smart's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. Even if it improves your dog's health 20, 30, 40%, wouldn't it be worth it? Right? Yeah. Now imagine if it does, which I know it will, for your dog, what it did for my dog, Doodle. I think it's a huge win. Try it right now. It's not going to cost you anything but shipping. Sprinkle the stuff on top of your dog's food. Supplement. Don't change anything else and watch the change. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson. Show. Irreverence? Um, like, yeah. So what? It's the Chad Benson Show. Beyonce, not breaking souls, she's breaking records. Leading the 2023 Grammy Award nominations with nine. And she's now tied for the most Grammy nominations of all time. 88. Tied with her husband, Jay-Z. Beyonce after album, record, and song of the year. Right behind her with eight nods, it's Kendrick Lamar. Take off the foo-foo. He's also Take up for the top three awards. Adele and Brandi Carlile tied for the third most nomination, seven. They're also up for album of the year. The Grammys will be held live in Los Angeles on Sunday, February 5th. Yeah, crazy, right? So BTS, Bad Bunny also make history. Uh, Harry Styles. Uh, I think Bad Bunny, this is the first, is he the first person uh, whose album is not in English that is nominated for the big one, the big one. And it's funny because we have a running battle here at work because who's the biggest artist in the world? Is it Bad Bunny or is it Taylor Swift? And Pablo here, who loves Bad Bunny, my producer for my local show, says to me, hey, Taylor Swift, she couldn't knock out Ticketmaster when her tickets went on sale. I said, her tickets didn't go on sale yet. They went on sale for the Swifties, the people that are insane. Tickets did go on sale eventually, though. Taylor Swift is the problem, causing chaos on Ticketmaster portals as fans flooded the service trying to buy tickets to Swift's upcoming tour. Tuesday was the start of the verified fan presale for the Eras Tour, her first in five years, sparking a fan frenzy. Many were given times to log on and buy, only to be told the system was overwhelmed and they needed to come back hours later. In a statement, Ticketmaster called it historically unprecedented demand, with millions of Swifties trying to secure stubs. On social media, fans were comparing it to the Hunger Games. Yeah, it was crazy. So uh, one of the ladies used to work here. She is uh, she's a Swifty. She's like 30. She's great. I love Allie. Allie said, so to, to, to become the verified fan, you have to go on like a, a website and they ask you questions. It's like it's like it's like you're adopting something. And that's how she became a Swifty. And she got this thing and collapsed. Couldn't get on. Same thing for my 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 local show, my other on air partner. They finally got tickets yesterday after being online like all day for like eight, nine, ten hours. Insane. Five nights at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. All sold out. That's some power right there, kids. That is. Not going to lie to you. Taylor Swift is swifting it up on this one. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.
Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Grover Cleveland! As the last time a president lost in a re-election, then came back, ran again, and won. Do I think it's going to happen a second time because of this last night? In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Together, we will be taking on the most corrupt forces and entrenched interests imaginable. Our country is in a horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. No. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's going to have the money. Uh, his big backers are backing away, and I don't think he's going to Bernie Sanders it, where everybody's going to give a nickel. Uh, I think, it, had things been different last Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean that what Trump started and the foundation of, you know, America first and 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 the wall, you know, being comprehensively uh, better on the immigration, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, you know, taking care of our needs first, not only here, but globally. It doesn't mean those things aren't sound foundation. But I think at this point in time. No. It isn't going to happen. It isn't. Somebody else is going to have to bring the message. Somebody else is going to have to deliver it. And if Trump could look forward, if Trump could look forward and say, I don't care what happened in 2020. I don't care about 2020, fake elections, everything. I, I don't care. about That stuff doesn't matter. None of it does. I care about the American people. I care about moving forward. If he could adapt in such a way, could he have a better chance? Absolutely. But can he? He cannot. He's trying to recreate something that, you know, it's he made that perfect batch of cookies while throwing stuff together and he can't do it. He's chasing the dragon. He ain't going to catch it. Lightning in a bottle. Not going to happen again. It isn't. But it doesn't mean that you don't take a good portion of, of the things that he stood for. And rocket. 200 miles away from there yesterday. 200. 200. There was the Republican Governors Association. They were all meeting. Chris Christie got up there and echoed some of the things he said over this past weekend about, you know, it's it's time to move on and, you know, da da da. Obviously, he's angling for something. On the other side of things, Rick DeSantis got up. And he said, if we want to win, there's a blueprint, and it's here in Florida. And you've got to cast a bigger net. You do. It's not about excluding. It's about including. I want to win elections. I don't want to lose elections. I want to have people I want to vote for, not somebody against. These are the things that you need to do. These are the things. Josh Hawley, 
talking about the GOP, of which he is a person in the party. And also, yes, at times a very big election denier. I think that this election was the funeral for the Republican Party as we know it. The Republican Party, is, as we have known it, is dead. And voters have made that clear. And in particular, the folks who did not vote for Republicans in this last election were independent voters, working class independent voters, folks who voted for President Obama uh, once upon a time, folks who then voted for President Trump but stayed home this time. We are not a majority party unless we can appeal to those voters. He's right. How do you become more inclusive? How do you widen the tent? You know, Carrie Lake lost here, right? So she was arguably Trump's biggest election denier and the big ticket of all of last week. And she told John McCain Republicans at a rally, get out of here. We don't want you here. Don't vote for me. Excuse me? What? So the question needs to be, do you want to win or do you just want to piss off the media? The media is going to run for it. You are giving everything. If I'm Donald Trump and I really care about America and the people, I get behind the party. And as it susses itself out and you find somebody that is going to be the, the you know, the one because, you know, look, DeSantis certainly in the game. You never know what can happen. It's 720 days till election day. Jeez, so close. But as that starts to happen, you get behind that person. That's what, if you're, you know, the death of the party, bit, but the next day should be the rebirth. What comes out of it? DeSantis' speech at the Governor's Association meeting? You got a standing ovation. He didn't mention Trump, but he talked about, look at the failures last week. We've got a blueprint here. What did he do? He expanded. He brought men, women, former Democrats, some people that are still Democrats. He, he, bought, he brought people in, in, in a way, Hispanics. But it, it was a crush. It was. So, but you get behind that if you really care. But the ego is not going to allow him to do that. It isn't. And because of that, the situation is going to be what it is. And it's great for the media. And again, if you really don't like the media, then you stay as far away from them as possible. Because what they're doing is using you to play a game. Because it benefits them. Oh yeah, I could see that. Just as much as you use them. So you got to ask yourself, is this what you want to do? You're trying to capture that lightning in a bottle. And I just don't think it's going to happen again. I don't. But can you go and take the stuff that you had, package it in a much different way? On top of that, go and maneuver some of these things. We're like, okay, we didn't need this, right? We're going to adapt this and get this here and we're going to get rid of that and you have a winning message but a lot of people weren't there last night case in point ivanka trump daughter this was her statement i love my father very much this time around i'm choosing to prioritize my young children 
and the private life we are creating. I do not plan to be involved in politics. While I will always love and support my father going forward, I will do so outside the political arena. I'm grateful to have had the honor of serving the American people and will always be proud of many of our administration's accomplishments. It's very interesting. But alas, here we are. And we're moving forward. And he is going to be the elephant in the room until he's not. And do I think that he's going to go unopposed? I do not. And do I think the minute there's some weakness, that you're going to see more and more start to circle? Absolutely. Will DeSantis be in? I have a feeling he will. Youngkin? Yeah. Larry Hogan? Mm Mm-hmm. Gnome, a few others. Oh, yeah, they will. When the time is right. Many of them just won re-election. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. They don't need to declare. Trump has to get ahead of it. A lot of it probably has to do with the fact that he may face some indictments, which are ridiculous. The other thing I would have done if I was a Trump is I'd have gone to Biden. Or I'd say, hey, Joe, I want to do his best for the country. I want to be done with all this mess. I don't do politics anymore. I'll stay at home, look at my hot wife, hit some golf balls, throw some silly fundraisers, raise a bunch of money for PACs, of which I'll just, you know, pay my daughter to give a speech and give her $5 million or whatever. Uh, I won't run for president. You make everything go away. And we move on. Be a deal I'd take. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. A lot of stuff to squeeze into my pillow right now. It's great deals. Six towels. You'll love them. They're super soft, super absorbent, incredible. Uh, normally ninety bucks. Yours for forty dollars. Tons of dis- discounts across everything in the my pillow uh, sphere. And right now, if you act before Christmas, you're going to get that sixty money, uh, sixty eight money back guarantee, knocked all the way out until March of next year. Take advantage of this. Deep discounts on everything. Get these six. Amazing towels, super absorbent, great, normally $90, tons of colors and styles to choose from, $40 for you right now. MyPillow.com slash Benson, MyPillow.com slash Benson, at Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O, and a little What's Trending straight ahead, Chad Benson Show. If you like talk radio like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place for takeout. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Frank, and Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Katie Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. Leonard, Crash, Nap, Lady Bush, and Lester Banks, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly beans. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending in the magical world of the internet. Google, number one trending thing yesterday. Oh, dude, it totally had to be Trump. Was not Trump. Poland. Trump was second. Katie Hobbs third. Jimmy Fallon's asked Elon Musk to fix uh, RIP Jimmy Fallon hashtag. Cameras Cameron Bure was trending because, uh, well, she's a Christian. And she believes in traditional marriage. And because of that, she's evil. (laughs) It's kind of what a lot of people think. Uh, But she, you know, uh, she left the Hallmark and she's now with a face-based Great American Family channel. And she says, look, I want to put, you know, Christ back into 
certain stories and, and you know, talk about traditional marriage and stuff. And, and I'm like, oh, that's good. Good. Nothing wrong with that. Let everybody tell their story. Doesn't make you bad. I'm a Christian. You want to tell a story about, you know, two men who fall in love like bros? Oh, my God. It's, 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 but, you know, bros was, was, was it should have been earth-shattering. And gra- it was crap. People who wrote it said it was crap. I'm watching a show now. Love it. It's called The Bastard Son of the Devil Himself. You got a gay guy in there. It's part of just whatever it is. It's not, it, 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 it's, 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 it's very interesting the way that they do this. Tell the story, make it interesting, that's fine. She wants to tell a story her way, doesn't make her evil and bad. As many people want to point out in the secular media, if you will. Kevin McCarthy, also trending yesterday, he faced his first challenge. Doesn't have 218 votes, but uh, he saw off Andy Biggs. So we'll see what happens there. Twitter 2.0 is tweeting, is trending on Twitter. Magaga. <laughs> so Maga GA is trending. That's funny. Florida man makes announcement. That one's awesome. <laughs> oh, Chad, you're so B. Defund NPR. Why are we defunding them this week? Not that they don't need defunding. Uh, but uh, I'm just trying to figure out why we're, I don't, I don't know. Why are we funding them? And shouldn't they be as, I'm just to say this, you know, it's NPR, right? If we're funding them, the government, shouldn't the government, and, you know, even though it's not all the dollars, because they're always begging for money, but shouldn't there be a situation where you go, you know, maybe you guys just do more game shows and a little less politics, because we know where your politics are. Throwing it out there. I don't watch NPR. I mean, I listen to NPR, and I don't, I listen to Once in a Great While, but, and I don't watch, uh, well, I don't watch a lot of stuff. To be honest with you. Although I will watch Antiques Roadshow, and that's on uh, the, uh, was it PBS? It's kind of NPR's big brother. I will watch that. Especially if somebody's like, okay, I found this in my basement. I don't know what it is. They're like, uh, what is it? It's just been sitting there for like three years. We just, we let our dog lay on it. They're like, uh, it's a Hopi Indian blanket that's worth $15 million. That's a lot of money. I like money. 323 538 2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter tweet at us, text the program. It is a weird, weird story in Idaho. So we saw what happened the other day. A gun was involved. It was crazy. Virginia, this football player kills three other players. What was this about? The same time, Idaho, four college students dead. Cops are kind of all over the place. Nobody's saying anything you know, they kind of contradict themselves or it, it, it's it's very odd. And then we find out, well, OK, well, it's got to be just a uh, it's, just, it's, 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 it's an overdose, right? Four college students, students partying, fentanyl. They were poisoned. It's awful. That's got to be what it is. Eh, not so fast. Much remains unknown about the murders. Police in Moscow, Idaho, saying very little, but adding in a statement now, the four college students were killed with an edged weapon like a knife. They were found in an apartment across the street from the University of Idaho campus on Sunday. A weapon has not been found. Emma Tiger is a close friend of the victims. There isn't a person on campus who isn't affected by this. Police say autopsies will be performed later this week, and it's believed it was an isolated, targeted attack. Nobody has been arrested. So three uh, uh, sorority college uh, girls and one uh, fraternity dead. And the weird thing is the cops come out and they're like, 
It's obviously some sort of crime of passion. Uh, but nobody needs to worry. And I'm like, so wait, four college age kids snuffed out in their apartment with a, now as we know, a, a, a sharp object, an edge weapon, and you're telling the town, you guys got nothing to worry about. It's a small place, like 25,000 people, and that's because a lot of people there are college students. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's a weird, th- but it's just kind of been ignored because the bigger issue was what took place in Virginia and, and all that. But it's just, it's so odd. And the way that they've gone about telling the story of they're murdered, but nobody's got anything to worry about. How were they murdered? We don't know. You don't have to worry about it. Well, what do I mean? Who's the suspect? We don't have any. Should the town be worried? No, everything's fine. Mm, I'm just feeling a little like this is kind of sideways. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. It's Wednesday. We like to get woke. We're going to get woke straight ahead, including some wokeness with the FTX uh, Bankman Freed guy who was a little woke himself. And uh, where'd all that money go? Well, Democrats got a lot of it. Talk about that, too. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It is Wednesday! And every Wednesday, we get woke, right? Waking you up to life's injustices, trying to get you to fight back against the man. Whoever that man or woman or non-binary individual may be. Oh, yeah. Lots of those going on out there. Seems to be a thing, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. That's for sure. Buckle up, everybody. It's time to talk about my pronouns. When babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl. But sometimes the doctor is wrong. She, it, Lucy is a girl. Are you she, they pronouns? They, them, they, who are they? There was two of them? Fun thing about me is yesterday I came out of trance for my whole family. So let's go. Rock Frog's pronouns. That sounds so cool. Let me introduce you to our non-binary alpaca. I am non-binary and I use they, them pronouns and my students know this. We just came up with new words that fit us better. It's fine. What if I want to be called Sir Elton John? It's time for Woke Wednesday. We do get woke on Wednesday, and we're going to also talk about some real stuff. So one of these woke things is the polycule. What? This is our polycule. Me and Kyle have been together for eight years. Been poly the whole time, okay? Me and Kyle are in a triad with Kit. We have been together, the three of us, for three years. We have one child together. Okay, so me and Kyle and me, Kyle, and Kit, we're, we're triad, okay? Now, me... And Sam and Kit, I started dating Sam and Kit started dating Katie around the same time. And then um, just about a little over a month ago, 
um, we moved everyone in together. So everyone lives in the same house now. We all live together. So did you guys get that? There's a there's a there's a trifecta followed by several others. There's branches to go to this. Uh, this is uh, so here we are. So this is this is it. Like totally, this is what everybody should be doing. This is gonna be a new Disney show. Also, I should have definitely done this at the beginning, but pronouns: minor she, her, he, him, they, them, they, he, and Kyle's are he. Him. Also, Sam has a son who also moved in. So total, there are five adults. Two kids, two dogs, 11 cats. That person identified as everything on the rainbow, if you will. He, him, they, them. Uh, shirt. I also identify as shirt. <laughs> oh, guys, are you feeling this? You got to accept this. And you got to champion. You can't just accept it. It's not just about accepting. You must champion this. I personally, uh, Katie and I, we don't really have like romantic feelings towards e each other. We have a huge platonic love for each other and we're really great friends. Kit and Sam are literally the same person and they're best friends um, and same thing. They don't really have a romantic love, but they have a platonic love for each other. I hope that kind of covered it um, again. So you have the triad, Savvy, Kyle, Kit, and then you have Savvy and Sam, and then you have Kit and Katie, and then all together we're the polycule. No, you're not. You guys are just roommates. That's all you are. You're roommates. <laughs> That's like, uh, I don't like any of these people, uh, but I'm LGBTQ LMNOP. And, 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 and this is the girl I'm with uh, who identifies as she, her, they, them, tree, shirt, and beaver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So who are you with? Well, I'm with him. Do you like any? No, no, we're just friends. I don't have any romantic. So, so you just, what? You're roommates. You guys got together and put together. You guys are playing house as roommates. That's what you're doing. Champion it, baby. That's what I'm talking about. But I bring this up, the polycule, because the cat that uh, you're going to find out more and more in the next couple days Sam Bankman Freed, who is the dude who ran FTX, his wokeness is he's very woke. Mom and dad are very woke. Uh, he is it was a, is by all accounts a very bright guy, but a shyster got in way over his head, believed all the hype, and now there's a chance of going to jail. But he gave a ton of money to woke and progressive causes, <clears throat> and the second biggest donor to the Democrats. In this last election. Gave some to some Republicans as well. People are asking questions. You're going to give it back. But people are saying they lived in a polycule. And that was also part of the, 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 the insanity of which this whole thing stems. Is you had a bunch of people in the Bahamas all living together. And apparently all romantically involved at times with one another. Playing with people's money. And it's crazy. Gave a ton of it out. People are asking questions. Hey, Democrats, you going to give some of this money back? But I want to show you something, too, about the world of, of business and the thought of, you know, people like him who's giving money out to Democrats left, right, and center. Is it because he believes in their causes? Well, he's left-leaning. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But it's also because he wanted to buy them as he wandered around the hallowed halls of Congress and rubbed elbows and did all these things for these people, you know what else he was doing? 
He was lobbying them to help crush his competitors. Oh. Yeah. He wanted them regulated and crushed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the while playing house or whatever with his 10 pals out there in the beautiful Bahamas, including, and I'm going to say it is not so attractive girlfriend. I got to be honest. You got $16 billion. You might want to take that for a ride at least once, right? You're thinking. You're thinking. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all the other things. So we go from polycules and Bitcoin and all that stuff uh, to the magic that is the gender thing. You know, gender, male, female. Mm, really? That's it? I figured it's about time that I came out and talked about my gender identity. I am trigender, which means like a triangle, I have three genders. Male, female, and non-binary. And the difference between trigender and gender fluid is that I feel all three of these genders at the same time. All the time. It doesn't ever shift or change where I feel one gender more strongly than the other, like gender fluid tends to be. So she's, she's, she's the trifecta of insanity. Guys, I thought I'd come out and tell you today, I'm insane. <laughs> Want to hear about it? Here it goes. Also, I should recognize and accept that a lot of people don't see non-binary as a third gender. They see it as something completely separate from the binary of male and female. But for me, it's like a third gender. Or I guess you could call it a third identity. So how I feel gender-wise is like a man, like a woman, and as neither at the same time. I hope this clears things up. No, it doesn't. It doesn't clear anything up doesn't it's a cult and it's not real you're looking to be special that's what this is you're looking to be special because you just can't accept the fact that you're plain old nancy well no i'm special i've got like 12 different pronouns you wear them like you're a fifth degree black belt or dan depending on how you want to call it like it's an Esquire. That's insane. Can we just all admit? Like, you, you, you want to be special. That's it. You're clamoring for attention. And you're getting it. Because people are like, oh my God, she's so brave. She's a fifth gender. Not generation, a fifth gender. Oh, wow, look at that. She's got five genders. Which one is she? You know, it's weird. She's five genders, but every day she looks the exact same. Like if you were at least to put the effort in. Like Elton John does. Like, there's costume changes. If you're at least going to put the effort in, today I feel like he, she, or whatever, he, him, or whatever. You're half and half. Okay, fantastic. Or the next day you're like, I'm all guy today, and you're just all balls to the wall, dude. Right? Fantastic. But every day I see her, she looks the exact same. Well, she's identifying on the inside. You mean where the girly bits are on the inside, the, the end of the womb and stuff? You, Chad, you know, just stop it, okay? Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. We're gonna do a little, uh, uh, maybe some more of this. We've also got some interesting 
stuff when it comes to, are you guys ready for this? Looking around, looking around, looking around. Nature messing you up. Nature messing you up. Go back to the movie Jaws and think of this. Rip it! Rip it! Rip it! They never found Pippet the dog. Could that have happened again? Oh, also in Martha's Vineyard? 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, a lot of other stuff to squeeze into as well. Love hearing from all of you. And guys, I, I tell you this because I love you. Get some Omaha steaks, okay? I, I mean, falls here, get a little crispy outside, cool and crisp outside. How about some crispiness of beautiful steaks? Some amazing burgers. So this is what happened the other night. I told you guys. My wife goes out. Right? So we got all these amazing Omaha steak burgers, and and they got comfort food now, all this great stuff. And she she goes and she cooks the burgers because she thinks they're going to shrink. And I'm like, honey, they're not going to shrink. She goes, well, I'll make them. We had tacos because they were way too big to eat, like two or three of them. You know, normally you get those little things. You're like, those are, that's not, what is that? They never shrink. They're just juicy and amazing. And then we had the best pasta sauce with meat sauce from the burgers. Oh, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Omaha Steaks family and friends deal going on now. What do you get? 50% off site-wide. Use code Benson at checkout. 30 bucks off on top of that. And you will love it. Pork chops, steaks, ooh, and the burgers, baby. That's what I'm talking about. All backed by an unconditional 100% money-back guarantee. Chilly nights, warm yourself up with the barbecue. Enjoy the amazing, incredible Omaha Steaks. So don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com today. Family and friends discount, 50% off site-wide. And use code Benson when you check out an extra 30 bucks off. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. Guaranteed. And don't forget, extra 30 bucks off. Use that code Benson when you check out at omahasteaks.com. Promo code Benson. Minimum Order may be required. OmahaSteaks.com. Promo code Benson. OmahaSteaks.com. Promo code Benson. Chad Benson Show. Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, my goodness. No. Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast. Good boy. That is good. It's different because you get a little bit of saltiness. It's so good because it's sweet and salty at the same time. Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ears content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. So his pronoun is going to be former senator. Ah, that right there is the uh, uh, great Herschel Walker football player. I didn't say about politician, but he was a great football player. I think we can all agree on that. (laughs) We can all agree on something. Like, you can't not agree to that. We may not agree on a lot of things, but you can go, yeah, that guy's a hell of a football player. (laughs) Say, that guy was a hell of a football player. And a specimen. When it comes to his fitness, to this day, still, you know, for those of you guys who don't know who Herschel Walker is, he's running to be senator of uh, Georgia, uh, and he's in a runoff. And no, I, I said, hey, guys, rather than runoff, why don't we do something different? Why don't we do a little something different? I'm like, well, well, what are you thinking, Chad? Because I'm throwing a Georgia accent in there. So if you're offended, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm thinking a spelling bee followed by feats of strength. 
So that way, each each side has something, right? So they go to Herschel. You got to spell, you know, whatever. And you, gotta, you can use it in a sentence. And, you know, it's like cat. And I don't, you know. And then everybody's like, oh, he's an idiot. And then it's feats of strength. And he's like, you got to do one push-up. And Herschel's like, I did 17,000. And then we'll decide who can say the senator. It's no different than what we got now in this insane world. That's for damn sure. One thing, though, that never lets us down. Producer Phil, remind everybody in the world what nature may do to you. Nature will mess you up. Mess you up. So be aware. She's lived on the island for 23 years and says this is the first time she's ever encountered the predator. Amanda Borland and her dog Hamish coming face to face with a poor beagle shark on Martha's Vineyard. When I took a step back and the shark like swam off, I thought he was swimming off for good. But then he turned around and that's when he like came like right up. Came right up there is what he did, you, you bastard shark. What are you doing here? The two were on their daily walk in Vineyard Haven Friday when they stopped by a sandy strip at the end of the drawbridge to play fetch. When all of a sudden her dog was caught up in a case of mistaken identity. Oh my God, it's okay baby, don't scare him. I almost think that he thought maybe my dog was that seal. Causing the shark to try and get as close as possible. I just wasn't expecting it and he, he actually came right up on the, like as if he was going to come up in the shore. Oh, oh, oh. Oh no, is he stuck? Yeah, and remember, this is what happened. You go back in those days. Pippet! 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 Looking for Pippet. Guy threw the ball, right? And never found Pippet. We know where Pippet went. You think the shark rolled up and goes, is that it? Is that one of those is that one of those damn walking seals I've been hearing about? Is that, are you a walking seal? I feel like you're a walking seal. I do, I do. The shark eventually left the two alone, leaving them with a stunned feeling of what they just encountered. I've never seen my dog like have a look of shock in his face, and his the look of shock in his face was, I imagine, what the look of shock was in my face. I don't think he could believe it. No, no, but it was uh, pretty awesome. The only thing that we're missing in that great story is, because the shark tells a different story. It's like, so check this out, right? Uh... I'm just hanging out, doing my thing in my space, right? Fish my ground, right? Fishing my ground, swimming around. And this damn dog's taunting me. There's one of them walking seals is like taunting me, right? Trying to get up in my face. I didn't think that was cool. I tried, you know? He's anti-shark. Completely anti-fish. Different story from two different worlds. Oh, wouldn't it be great, though? Come on, you guys were all thinking, oh, I hope that shark gets the dog. You guys. I know, I did too. <laughs> that would have been heartwarming. <laughs> People get so mad. I can't believe the alligator ate the shark. You know, I can't believe the shark ate the, 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 the you know, the, the kitten. You know, all the weird stuff you hear. The other day, they had a, a giant python, and they cut its stomach open and had a five-foot alligator in there. That's their goal in life, is to eat to sleep, and to make other little things like them. And along the way, most of them will be eaten by others. Oh, my Lord. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all the other goodies. You miss any of the show, feel free to grab the podcast. Check out the Chad Benson Show on the Facebook as well. 
And go to the chadshow.com new revamped uh, website for you as well. This is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. So there it was. He comes out. No escalator. Does his thing. The question that everybody's asking is, does anybody care outside of a select few people at this moment in time? My answer is probably not. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Together, we will be taking on the most corrupt forces and entrenched interests imaginable. Our country is in a horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. American people. You know what? He's right. Look, uh, politics is nothing but corruption and insanity. I mean, I have to look. Go look at the insanity of the whole crypto thing. Then we've talked about it throughout the show over the last couple of days, the amount of money that, that this guy gave and these companies gave to all of these politicians. By the way, there's a lot of Democrats who are like, I didn't take the money. I didn't feel it was right. And it wasn't just all Democrats. He gave a decent amount of money to the Republicans as well. And the question, but the Democrats, there's no doubt he's a, he's a, he's a, a vast majority of it went to Republicans. He was buying as much favor as possible, and he bought a ton of favor. And people are asking from the New York Times to the New York Post, hey, you guys giving back the money? Ah, I already spent it. Can't give it back. Yeah, just curious about that. But Trump came out, did his thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I just, I look and think, eh, eh. I, I don't know. I don't know. Just it, there was nothing there. In fact, it got to the point where Fox and, you know, CNN bowed away from it. Let's be real. CNN and MSNBC are loving something like this because they think there's something here. I'm going to tell you this now. Catching lightning in the bottle happens once. Happens once. Trying to reproduce that, you're not going to get it again, right? It's like the drug thing. It's chasing the dragon they always talk about with heroin. You're always chasing that dragon, that first high kind of thing. You're not getting that again. You're just not. I have to say the, the energy in this uh, in this ballroom uh, for a presidential announcement, uh, to, to borrow a, a phrase Trump might use, incredibly low energy. I actually saw people trying to leave um, and, and people leaving early. 
Yeah, I just don't think it. It, it first of all, you told everybody you were doing it, uh, but does it mean anything? I just don't. I just, I just don't think it means what a lot of people out there are hoping that it's going to mean. Is this 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 rebirth of some sort of thing? No, I think last week changed everything. I think a week ago, if the Republicans would have crushed it and knocked it out to pack, I think this has a different meaning. But they didn't. And the people he got behind lost. And they didn't flip seats. And because of that, you got the low energy. Remember he called Jeb? It's still my favorite thing. Of all the nicknames he gave people, low energy Jeb was the best. <laughs> it was awesome. Low energy Jeb. Just low energy. The speech itself, I saw some of it. Uh, I listened to some of it and saw some of it because I was waiting for it to happen. Much like, you know, Guns N' Roses, he postponed it and continued to get people, you know, there and just waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, you know, it was... Uh, some questions being asked, too. Like, hey, uh, huge announcement, right? You've already been president. Grover Cleveland, by the way, was the last one to be president, lose the presidency, and come back and win the presidency. That's how long it's been. For those of you out there, uh, presidential historians, you remember the old Grove? <laughs> it's been a while. Some of Trump's biggest supporters were on hand, but not there. His daughter, Ivanka Trump, and not a single current member of Congress was spotted. After the event, Ivanka Trump saying, this time around, I am choosing to prioritize my young children and the private life we are creating as a family. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it sums up a lot. Low energy, uh, same old same. The one thing is the speech itself, eh, you know, it was, it was it was pretty good considering it, it wasn't Trumpian in the Trump we style that we think of at the rallies. It was different than that. It was a pretty disciplined speech, at least through the first 15 minutes or so. Uh, he made uh, an argument you might expect as, uh, as somebody trying to come back, uh, talking about how things were under his administration, saying when he left office it was low on employment. He said the border was secure. Basically, America uh, was 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 on the way back, and now everything is uh, has, has gone off the rails. Very harshly critical of President Biden and the state of America. He said America right now is failing. You know what? If you make that argument, if you're Trump and for the next two years you never bring up 2020 and you make the argument that, hey, you know, two years ago gas was, you know, anywhere between, you know, a buck 75 and 250, depending on where you were in, in, in you know, in this country uh, and the taxes and stuff like that. And, and, you know, low unemployment, low unemployment with me, the stock market wasn't having these insane days outside of COVID, which is a once in a lifetime scenario. People felt that things were going in the right way. And when it comes to the border, he was absolutely right. Comparatively to what we have now, much more secure. You make some arguments like that. that there wasn't a bunch of wars going on. We weren't staring, you know, the potential of 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 us versus Russia. Uh, I alerted everybody to China. You make those arguments and you talk nothing about 2020 and you have discipline. Maybe you pick up some steam. The problem is the people that and this is important to remember. We talked about it last week. The people 
that are the MAGA movement, they're not concerned with winning and losing. They're concerned with rhetoric and outrage and being the, 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 the whipping stick for the elitist that they see do them wrong. So can you, Trump, move away from that and be disciplined enough to keep a message and not be all the things that the media wants? I don't think you can. I just don't. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Remember, he got booed when he brought the COVID vaccine uh, that he got the shot. So know that they're a fickle creature. You've created something. That genie's out of the bottle. And you may not be able to control it either. Oh, that's... uh... That's a possibility. Absolutely. Speaking of other politics, uh, Mitch McConnell. And so yesterday, you know, here you've got the, the battle. Whose fault was it that things went south? And people are looking around going, you know, whose fault was it? Okay, was it Rona McDaniel? She's the head of the RNC. Well, part of it, yeah, I would say time for new leadership. Was it Mitch McConnell? No, I think Mitch told everybody what was going to happen. Uh because of how bad the candidates were. But it doesn't matter because people come for him, as you should. Right? You're, so he's getting challenged by Rick Scott. By the way, there's a lot of bad blood between the two. Remember, Rick Scott released his plan of what they want to do with Social Security and Medicare and stuff like that. And after McConnell told him not to, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes outside of this stuff. And then last week just gave rise to Oh, you know, let's just air our laundry out in the middle of everywhere. Forced to work together. That means we're going to fight it out. And I'm telling you, I've always said I'm not afraid of the civil war and the GOP. I lean into it. You want to know why? I want to do everything I can to do my part within our conference to force the Republican Party to be the party that is America first and saves this country. (sighs) That's uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. If I'm the Democrats... Right. First, the Senate is not going anywhere. Let them battle it out. There's going to be that battle. There's going to be that fight, whatever. But if I'm the Democrats, I nominate the craziest person on the Republican side to be the speaker. <laughs> right. Matt Getz comes forward. Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, uh, you know, whoever it is. You're like, That's the one we're, we, we're good. We're going to vote for you because we think you got him because. They know and put the Republicans like, oh, my God, we got to go. We got to vote against her. So yesterday, you know, Kevin McCarthy, uh, Andy Biggs challenged him. It it died, Uh, but he still didn't get enough for the 218. And there's going to be a mini civil war inside of it. And this is what the Republicans need to come in in, in, in to to grips with and realization that this, quote unquote, civil war, which is really not. It's just a bunch of people in suits arguing behind closed doors and, you know, on Fox News and wherever else they can go in Twitter. You need to sort out where you're going. And as soon as you do that, then I think people will pay attention to you. If you're going to be the MAGA party, well, then you're going to be the MAGA party and maybe the party slips in too. Are you going to be the party of conservatism, right? Lower taxes, capitalism, uh, you know, uh, strong military might, protecting the border. See where we're going with this? If you're going to be that, 
the what we would consider conservatism, less spending, being more frugal. If you're going to be that, then I think that the party you're going to go, hey, MAGA, you can come with us. Or you can do whatever. But the party needs to figure out where it's going. It does. It's got an identity problem. And the thing is, the identity is, is it Ron DeSantis? And we'll touch on him a little bit later. Or is it this right here? It's going to be MAGA only or a fractured party. Find your identity, pick a lane, and stick to it. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. I talked to Mike Lyons, bottom of the hour, about what's going on in Ukraine, in Poland. Yesterday, missiles. Well, we know now that those were more than likely scud-type things. We're trying to shoot stuff down. They've given them a bunch of stuff. Shoot these missiles down as they're firing off as many as they possibly can. And people died in Poland. Uh, But the fact that it shows you how precarious this situation is, it's, it's, you know, they're meeting. You know, people looking up, what's Article 5 again? Kind of thing. I mean, that's, that's where we are. How close are we? And I'm glad that cooler heads are prevailing. But I feel almost at times like Poland's picking a fight. They're ready. They're like, you know what? We got crap from you guys. You know, after World War II, Russia. And we got crap from the Germans. <laughs> and we want some payback. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Twitter, roughgreens, ruffgreens.com slash Chad. Go there, get a free bag of Rough Greens right now. Uh, tonight, uh, I forget. I, I was going to do it today, and I got, I'm going to take a picture of Doodle. Because everybody's like, what's Doodle look like? I'll take a picture of Doodle. Sleep in his little bed. I love my dudes, still alive, but I'm telling you guys, if you love your dogs like I love my dogs, why not try something simple, right? Just to give them a leg up. If it makes their life 25% better, how great would that be? If it makes it 50, 75% better, how great would that be? Oh, tremendous. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, simple and easy to use. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. Brings your dog's food to life. It's that simple. It's called Rough Greens. It's the best thing I've done for my dog, Doodle, and for my younger dogs as well. Try it right now. The best supplement around. K9 Vitasmart from Rough Greens. Get a free bag. Cover the cost of shipping. That's all you have to do. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. We are stressing it and testing it in ways that we will not do to a rocket that has a human crew on it. Uh, But that's the purpose, to make it as safe as possible, as reliable as possible for when our astronauts crawl on board and go back to the moon. That is uh, Bill Nelson there. He's a NASA administrator today. Artemis fired it off, and away it went. It's a 26-day mission, and it starts out today by being fired out of the Kennedy Space Center. And then what ends up happening, and I love the, the, the mission t- elapsed time. They have, you can go to Wikipedia and check it out. It's really cool. You know, it's like, you know, zero hours, two minutes, 12 seconds, solid rocket boost separation. And it goes all the way down to, you know, seven hours, 51 minutes, 21 seconds. First trajectory correction burn. 
And then it goes two to five days. Outbound coasting phase. Lunar gravity assist. We're heading to the moon, but not to the moon at this point. But what they want to do is have these rockets ready to go because the goal is to get to the moon. It's going to be, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be, you ever watch any of those old Westerns, right? You've got the, the, the guy that's driving the, the coach and it's got everybody going there and here they come and they're going to, the potential to be kind of a, a way station. You go there and if you're on to somewhere else, it's going to be set up like a truck stop. You get out, you stretch your legs, you're maybe there and then you're on to something else. We're setting up base there and I find it fascinating. And again, down to the seconds of when we're going to be doing these things, it's incredible. It shows you the amazingness of all, for all the lunacy that we we have going on, for all the screaming and the yelling and the wackiness, this is just, it's awesome. It is completely awesome. It has now entered the Earth's orbit, and then it'll start doing what's called the translunar injection, Woo! which will take it out over to the moon. It'll Trans. take several days to get up there to the moon. Very and woke. then it'll spend about 26 days looping around the moon and then coming back. Coming back is going to splash down on day 26. Hey, what's going on, guys? What did we miss? But they want to do all kinds of stuff when they get up there, right? Like this is this isn't just about going to the moon. And a lot of it also is to do with China because we want to make sure that China doesn't get up there and try to do something wacky. You guys get what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You need to understand what it's like for people, just the radiation and how to live, and how to grow food. And what I really love is that those lessons actually come straight back to Earth. Growing food in hard places. I mean, we grow it right back here. Understanding our bodies, understanding recycling, all those things. It's a, it's about Earth as much as it is about space. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, though. And I just I find these kind of things fascinating, the amazingness of what we're doing and how we do it. And yes, there is something to it when it comes to Earth, because obviously the China effect is there because they'd like to get there and claim it for themselves. But uh, awesome. Just awesome. Three, two, three, five, three, eight, twenty four, twenty three at Chad Benson show is your Twitter from something amazing to something ugly. Mike Lyons, our military analyst, is going to join us straight ahead. Talk about what happened yesterday in Ukraine and Poland and where are we going from here. He joins us straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Poland's uh, Security and Defense Council, according to their government, has uh, convened an urgent meeting. We're also getting reports of Polish fighter jets potentially being scrambled. Yeah. Crazy news sitting there yesterday, you know, all oh, Trump's going to run and all the stuff. Still talking about midterms. Next thing you know, breaking news. Uh, some Polish people have been killed. Some missiles have hit some areas in Poland. Yikes! Uh, that's why we needed to scramble and get this guy. Joining us now is a tired major in the Army and our military analyst that has been working with us since, uh, I think, February on this, uh, Mike Lyons. And Mike, uh, it looks like it was friendly fire. It's an own goal, I think, Duda said, the president of Poland. But the reality is, is the quickness and reaction by not just Poland, but even by the the powers that be when it comes to NATO uh, shows you how precarious this thing can can is and can get to a point where like, oh, are we going to do something? 
Yeah, no question. It's a tinderbox. And and from the very beginning, I just felt that this was somewhat, you know, not not right. The fact that it wasn't really a military target. It was a very close to the border. We, we discovered it's less than five kilometers of the border. And if you if you see the way that the air defense platforms are arrayed inside of Ukraine, they're arrayed in depth. And uh, Russia, for the past 24 to 48 hours, has been firing hundreds of missiles inside those um, Western cities and leave, for example, and, and looking for infrastructure, looking for the roads, looking to try to s- stop the material that's coming in from Poland and from uh, from Romania. And um, likely this is a chaser rocket that uh, was was close enough to the border, close enough to one of those targets there, blows up and, and the debris falls on the other side, unfortunately kills two people on the other side in Poland. But it clearly wasn't a Russian target. I think from the very beginning, most military people should have seen that this is not the beginning of World War Three. Yeah, which is good. But, you know, you got to tell the people around the world that as well, because as we all know, uh, panic spreads. And, you know, you see that, you know, something landed there. Uh, you think, uh oh. And, you know, first thing I thought is it's an accident, even if it was a Russian You know, I mean, you've got a bunch of conscripts, you know, last week. Again, I said earlier, you're in the library and you're going out to get a cup of coffee. Next thing you know, you're in Ukraine and they're like, "Okay, shoot missile that way. So that's the other part is like I'm still waiting for that mistake that hasn't happened yet. But I feel like it's going to. Yeah, in fact, it's a surprise it's taken this long uh, as it it approaches the. The limits here with regard to um, Russian malfeasance and their just inability to control their own weapon system. So, so you're right. In some ways, we should have been talking about this months ago, and the mistake could have been a, a whole lot worse. This was just a short across the border. I mean, there are there are camps on the other side of that uh, that border inside of Poland that I know Americans are at, and they're marshaling equipment and they're doing a lot of things. There are clear military targets there if Russia wanted to attack them. So, I, you know, again, top to bottom, um, it's just more or less how this war has gone. It's, it's going to retreat back to now World War One. Russia has decided to retreat to the other side, to the eastern side of the Dnepro River, where they'll dig in knowing full well that uh, Ukraine doesn't have the capability to do any kind of river crossing offensive operation. And uh, it's going to be a very cold winter. And as they try to shut the lights out, you're going to see a lot more of the strategic bombing. Talking to my clients, military analysts, we talk about what's going on in Ukraine. Let's talk about that. Okay, so when we last spoke, uh, it was off a couple of days, we just missed each other. Uh, Hershon had not been in the position that it's in now, which is back in the hands of the Ukrainians. I saw several people say this is the worst thing that has happened to the Russian military since exiting Afghanistan. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think had they not retreated across that river, to protect those forces, you could have had 20,000, 30,000 troops surrender. I think we talked about that, and that would that would have been a complete disaster. At least he tries to preserve, uh, Putin in that case, tries to preserve some of his troops and tries to, uh, to do what he can to at least save them for the winter. The, you know, Russia soldiers digging in is a lot better than trying to fight, because if they dig in, then uh, at least they're going to live to survive another day, and they'll will do whatever they can. Um, I, you know, the United States has put pressure on Ukraine to try to come to a, a negotiation here before winter starts because they know how bad this is going to be, uh, but they won't do that still. I think the, 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 the issue is going to be Crimea and whether or not Ukraine will give up Crimea in total, which Russia is going to insist on, uh, and, and the fact that most of the people in Crimea are also supportive of the Russian government anyway to begin with. 
but uh, but the Ukraine government continues to fight on. So uh, let's talk about that, because the reality is, is, uh, you know, how much longer are we and how much more money are we going to throw at this? Uh, I think it's not just us, but I mean, we're the ones who are supporting 90 percent of it. And how much more can Poland and some of the surrounding countries do? And I hear Zelensky, and yes, he has been a great wartime leader. He's done stuff I think that people didn't expect a YouTube comedian who became their president to do. But, you know, how do we get him to go, all right, look, dude, you're most of these people are supporting the Russians, and we get it, but they're still your neighbors. Uh, so at some point, you're going to have to come up with something and give a little bit here so we can put an end to this. And, and the question is, what's that number? Because it's going to be a check. What's going to allow Zelensky to rebuild his government? And what's he going to look for? Because because if this thing goes through the winter and you'll, you'll see a tremendous amount of death and destruction still take place in Ukraine, it's going to be all for nothing, given the fact that as in any wars, we could have stopped this sooner, got to a solution that, that, uh, that uh, we've all thought, thought about already. And uh, we just didn't. So there'll be resentment on the side of some in, in Ukraine. I, the, the question just gets back to the areas in the Donbass region, which are up for negotiation right now. The Russians don't have any capability to take much more than that, except to launch cruise missiles into greater Ukraine. But uh, what part of those Donbass regions will they give up? I mean, here's on, on on the surface was, again, on the other side of the of that Dnepro River really wasn't controlled before. It was a town taken by Russia, so they take it back, and that's the victory which we should give them. But um, but the land bridge and the, the importance of that and Crimea to Russia is just such that that's, that's their Alamo, and I think that's the place where they stop and defend, and there's going to have to be some way that Ukraine admits that that's the fact that Russia's going to want to keep Crimea. Talking to Mike Lyons, military analyst, joins us to uh, talk about what's going on in Ukraine. Let's talk a bit about China as well. Uh, we met G20 the other day. Again, it was such a bizarre, awkward thing where Xi takes two steps and he makes Biden walk across the stage mm-hmm. to shake his hands because apparently back home in China, that's a win. For us, it's like, God, what a Richard. But at the other side of it, you know, mm-hmm. the the whole thing with Taiwan and it, it, it just seemed very uneasy. Like everybody knows this guy's just itching to get at Taiwan. I don't know where we stand because of this president, because, you know, he's telling everybody what, well, we respect them and we understand that it's two countries, one rule kind of thing. But at the same time, uh, if they attack, we'll attack. I, where are we with this? Didn't go as far as Neville Chamberlain moment, I don't think. You know, didn't come out and say peace in our time. But um, but the military, you know, again, she says one thing and China does something else. Um, there, there's going to be this great power competition here in the next decade. And the sooner we get our arms around that and recognize it, the, the better off we're all going to be. Uh, I was talking to some folks. They, they think in some ways we've already lost it. I, I don't think we're at that spot yet. I don't think we're there. But um, but if we don't get decent political leadership here in the next couple of years, at least from a foreign policy perspective, um, we're going to be well behind the eight ball. Now, again, when we say we're going to defend Taiwan, we're going to we're going to do what we can, similar to what we did in Ukraine. But we couldn't get there fast enough. And depending on what the Chinese do now, we're all banking on the Chinese military to operate just like Russia's doing right now, which is poorly uh, in poor equipment. But um, it just it's hard to say what 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 would actually happen. Uh, and whether the time zone has is has increased or not, you saw that um, that he's already said that it's going to take place in this generation. That that means that you know China taking over Taiwan. I think the Taiwanese will fight. 
the question is, though, again, what, what does it do to the rest of the world? If, if that happens, that really puts the world global recession, given the fact the amount of semiconductors that come out of Taiwan alone and the, and the amount of pr- production that, that, that they do and, and how part of the supply chain that they are. Yeah, that's crazy. So this is something, and we were talking to several people yesterday about this. So NATO, here we are. If something would have happened, what? how do we get to the point where, okay, we got to invoke Article 5, and if something happens, say, mm-hmm. in Taiwan, and we have to get involved or something happens, does, I mean, are we, is everybody backing everybody up, or is this just a regional yeah. thing? So let's talk NATO. So Article 4 is basically saying we're going to have a meeting. We're going to have a meeting and talk about something that happened. So that, that might happen. I think that is, I think they're declaring it or, or, you know, one of the countries says, let's have a, let's have an article for, let's have all the meeting of, you know, the North Atlantic council and, and talk about what, what the issue is. And with 30 nations, that's a kind of a big deal now. And so I, I, you know, that's, that's what that is. Article five also doesn't mean that it's automatic war right away. It doesn't necessarily trigger that this is happening. Um, Article five means uh, basically three three steps in the process. The first thing is a country says they want to declare Article five because they need help from other other countries. So the only time Article five has been ever declared before is the day after nine eleven. The United States asking its other NATO allies for help in in fighting the combat war on terror. But let's go back. So the first step, we ask other nations for help. The second step is then they have another meeting. And they determine whether, you know, what, what what happened and and what's the result of it. And then they also decide at that point what they're going to do about it. And then the third step is they're going to, we're going to ask for volunteers to see who wants to get in the game and help. So you're, you're not necessarily obligated in, 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 a, in a kind of a weird way that, to, to say that you're going to all of a sudden be in on, on everything should should this happen. Um, and, and, the, and in this case, let's say Poland declares Article 5. I don't think they won't because from a political perspective, it, it, it really escalates things. But let's say they did. And, and they say, what, what are we going to do? And then the, if the last result is, well, the United States will send more you know, Patriot missiles. Well, then there you go. That's the end of it. And there's no you know, World War III that takes place. So, again, Article 5 doesn't mean World War III. Article 5 means we're going to talk about it. We're going to figure out what we're going to do. And then we're going to ask volunteers to help us do it. Okay, so and that includes like if something happened in China and or whatever, we got semi involved uh, for whatever reason that that we could ask for help and not necessarily meaning that they're going to get involved directly. So it's not just a because I think a lot of people think it's well, it's only in Europe if this happens. Well, that's a you know, there's no other way a country is going to feel the need to help the United States if we decide to get into a shooting war with China, which would be you know, a really dumb thing to do. Now, if we were attacked or, you know, we could be attacked, we could, we could get support there. You know, some, some side of NATO could get, could get activated for that. But again, it's, it's a, it's a stretch to say that all of a sudden every NATO country would be all in with hundreds of thousands of troops and, you know, to go fight this war. So, um, so no, I I don't think that um, that's, that's a given that they would necessarily support us with troops. It just depends on whether we would declare Article 5 if we would have other NATO countries get involved or not. You know Australia would help, obviously Japan. You know, we, we've got kind of a separate Pacific alliance with those countries there, South Korea, Australia, Japan, that the United States would rely on first and foremost before I think it decided to invoke an Article 5 for anything in the Pacific. Crazy, crazy indeed, and you always keep us up to date. Yep. You're the man, the best in the biz. Mike Lyons, uh, retired major in, in the Army, and of course, uh, our military analyst. Thank you for service as always, brother. You have a great one, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Chad. Talk soon. Thanks. 
at Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Because, yeah, like, so Article 5, like, I think a lot of us thought, well, if one goes, all goes. Well, it's not all for one, one for all. It's like, okay, look, we'll help you out, but here, here's some horses. That's all we got. We're Romania. I don't know why you guys even invite us into this group. <laughs> Whatever. Hungry. Here, you want some stuff? This is all we got. We got baskets. We're like, oh, okay, this is this is awful, right? So, but, you know. Again, I think what we're talking Article 5 and we're talking about one for we're, we're looking at the countries like Great Britain, right? We're looking at the UK, you know, Britain. Are you guys getting involved in this, right? We're looking over at France and the countries that, you know, this look, we're fighting all for the same cause here. Some of the other ones, eh, they may not like it, but would you turn us down? That's the other side of it. Are you going to well, remember that? You know, it's like your mom. Okay, well, you go out and have fun tonight. I'll remember that. Your birthday's tomorrow. Have fun. I think America would do that. Just saying. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show, Twitter. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Love my Rough Greens. Give it to my dog every single day. I promise I'll take a picture tonight and I'll post it because everybody always asks, is Doodle real? Doodle is very real uh, and he's very much alive. And it's awesome to see the fact that he's still bouncing around. And I love my animals. You guys hear me talking about my lizards and everything else. I do. I love my animals. Uh, and the greatest stress relief for me. And it's just it's just awesome that I can still see my dogs bouncing around and being happy. And if you love your animals like I do, the canine vita smart's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. Even if it improves your dog's health 20, 30, 40%, wouldn't it be worth it? Right? Yeah. Now imagine if it does, which I know it will, for your dog, what it did for my dog, Doodle, I think it's a huge win. Try it right now. It's not going to cost you anything but shipping. Sprinkle the stuff on top of your dog's food. Supplement. Don't change anything else and watch the change. RUFFgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson. Show. Reverence? Um, like, yeah. So what? It's the Chad Benson Show. Beyonce, not breaking souls, she's breaking records. Leading the 2023 Grammy Award nominations with nine. And she's now tied for the most Grammy nominations of all time. 88. Tied with her husband, Jay-Z. Beyonce after album, record, and song of the year. Right behind her with eight nods, it's Kendrick Lamar. Take off the fool fool. He's also Take up for the, the top three awards. Adele and Brandi Carlile tied for the third most nomination, seven. They're also up for album of the year. The Grammys will be held live in Los Angeles on Sunday, February 5th. Yeah, crazy, right? So BTS, Bad Bunny also make history. Uh, Harry Styles. Uh, I think Bad Bunny, this is the first, is he the first person uh, whose album is not in English that is nominated for the big one? The big one. And it's funny because we have a running battle here at work because who's the biggest artist in the world? Is it Bad Bunny? Or is it Taylor Swift? And Pablo here, who loves Bad Bunny, my producer for my local show, says to me, hey, uh, Taylor Swift, she couldn't knock out Ticketmaster when her tickets went on sale. I said, her tickets didn't go on sale yet. They went on sale for the Swifties, the people that are insane. Tickets did go on sale eventually, though. Oh, the problem is me. 
Taylor Swift is the problem, causing chaos on Ticketmaster portals as fans flooded the service trying to buy tickets to Swift's upcoming tour. Tuesday was the start of the verified fan presale for the Eras Tour, her first in five years, sparking a fan frenzy. Many were given times to log on and buy, only to be told the system was overwhelmed and they needed to come back hours later. In a statement, Ticketmaster called it historically unprecedented demand, with millions of Swifties trying to secure stubs. On social media, fans were comparing it to The Hunger Games. Yeah, it was crazy. So uh, one of the ladies used to work here. She is uh, she's a Swifty. She's like 30. She's great. I love Allie. Allie said, so to, to, to become the verified fan, you have to go on like a, a website and they ask you questions. It's like it's like it's like you're adopting something. And that's how she became a Swifty. And she got this thing and collapsed. Couldn't get on. Same thing for my 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 local show, my other on air partner. They finally got tickets yesterday after being online like all day for like eight, nine, ten hours. Insane. Five nights at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. All sold out. That's some power right there, kids. That is. Not going to lie to you. Taylor Swift is swifting it up on this one. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.